What up, what up, y'all? I am your host, Young Smooth. I'm OB. And this is The Kickstand, a place where you're going to kick up your motherfucking feet and chill out for about an hour or so. But today, we have another special guest because it is uh, Super Guest September. Yeah, apparently. yeah. Mm-hmm. My man, Rick Mix, is in the building. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, tell the people a little bit about yourself because I left a surprise for everybody recently. Yeah, so... um. Uh, my name is uh, Ricardo Mixco. I'm a pro. I'm a pro fighter, um, uh, boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, um, and I t- turned pro uh, last year. And I've been, you know, congratulations. Thank you. I've been uh, trying to, you know, find fights and everything like that. And it's hard because mm-hmm. once you have like a certain amateur record, you right. know, and you have videos out and you got um, some type some some type of rep behind you, it's kind of hard. You know, right. people don't want to take fights with you. So, um, you know, just uh, looking to stay busy and. Uh, so what's your record looking like now? Right now I'm uh, two and zero oh, undefeated pro. Oh, shit, <laughs> come on, yeah, man. two and zero, oh, two uh, two the knockouts. The champ is here. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And then I um, I'm on uh, six uh, fourteen and two as an amateur. Okay. So um, damn, still. I mean, <laughs> that's undefeated. Yeah. Me. <laughs> fourteen and two. What they say? What he's saying is you don't really want to see these hands. What you saying? <laughs> so as we always do, don't forget that you can find us on all of our social media platforms. Um, you can find us on Google Music. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on our home, which is SoundCloud, and tune in as well. So make sure that you guys check us out on all social media platforms. Um, and we are the Kickstand Pod on Twitter because they still won't give me these extra letters. Right. Um, so today, as usual, per our usual, we will be doing the Ratchet and Ridiculous segment, and we'll get a chance to get a little bit more in depth with Ricardo, and Ricardo's going to jump in, put his two cents in, and do what we normally do here at the Kickstand Podcast. So first of all, let's start off with this Mariah Carey new song. Now, I don't know if anybody ever heard it. It's real new. The brand recently just posted it on her Instagram, and I just happened to see it, and it's called Get the Fuck Out. And I like it. It makes me feel like Mariah is back. I'm very happy. What's y'all singing like? It's actually pretty good. Uh, it was the last actually that I heard from her. I was like, surprisingly, yeah. it's, it's pretty. It's not like a New Year's Eve thing. It's not like she just don't give a fuck no more. And her octave, her octave. No, that's fucking Mariah. Yeah. Mariah is Mariah. A lot of people be sleeping on Mariah Carey. Yo, Mariah Carey has credits. She has been in the game since 1989. She has worked with a lot of legendary motherfuckers. So it's like, you know, just after a certain time, the squeakiness. It's it's still it's still (laughs) really it's still really high, but it's it's it reminds me of uh, the emancipation of Mimi. So that's kind of where where it's going. Like that was the best time, and then everything else kind of fell off. But I think it's hopefully this will be a good comeback for her. She's looking good out in these streets. She got a new man. The babies are doing good. So hopefully Mariah will be back in, in the sample. Hopefully. Who knows? Um, so like we talked about earlier, Kevin Hart has Tiffany Haddish's back. After Cat Williams has a few words about Tiffany Haddish's comedy. See, that's you. See what I say. What I tell you. What I tell you. I knew I knew he was going to fuck up this week. Uh, <laughs> I knew he was going to fuck up this week. Oh, man. Uh-huh. What happened? Oh, oh! Now I got. Now you want me to carry on? Now you want me to carry on? Top all this episode. So anyway, um, Kevin Hart has uh, Tiffany Haddish's back. So after uh, Cat Williams has a few words about Tiffany Haddish um, and her comedy career, her big her big brother Kevin Hart shuts Cat down at every turn. So like we talked about before when we started this, I was saying to you mm-hmm. like it is it is really really difficult for people to. Um, people will pigeonhole you and box you into one thing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Kat was talking about, oh, girls trip is her only thing. You know, that was her, her biggest thing. She didn't write it, this, that, and third. Granted, she didn't. Right. But she ad-libbed everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. To you? The girl is a force to be reckoned with. You know what I'm saying? To you? Sir, sir, we, we is really doing a whole show? Emergency, that's all. Okay. It's my brother. So. Okay, I'm about to say, like, <laughs> if, if ain't nobody gonna fire <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried. Okay. So we on the Cat Williams whole situation, but like I said, Tiffany Haddish is a stand-up comedian. Like she did stand up. The girl was homeless. You know what I'm saying? To you, she was she was an orphan at one point. Like mm-hmm. the she girl doing big fucking things right there. Big <laughs> things. Big things. She is killing it out here. So my whole thing is, 
do y'all feel like Cat is bitter? Because what's the last Cat thing we just seen? Look, alright, man. Let me just. It's two places I'm gonna start. Right. First, we're gonna start with a pet name like that. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, those were the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> those were the good old days. It doesn't exist anymore. Right, the Boondocks. Now we're gonna go with Mr. Money Mike. Money Mike. That doesn't exist, exist anymore. Right. Huh. So I was like, yo, bro, like, what you doing? What are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, uh-huh. bro, like, we're not gonna sit here and, and diminish Cat's career. Right. So we not like, you have a, you're a legend. You we a know legend. Cat Williams. Granted, I don't really fucking stand up too too much. It's, it's it would like when you first started like standing up that shit was funny and shit but it got very very repetitive and very predictable so I was like alright but as an actor like I'll, let me see your ass in more movies mm-hmm. I, yo can't, I, I can't say I've seen him in a role that I didn't laugh at right. personally right. He's, he's a good entertainer in movies and he's a genius and, and a money marketer but at the man. same time bro why don't like this is the problem amongst our people yo always discrediting the news let you let's let why like Motherfucker will scream Black Lives Matter real fast, uh-huh. but I'll also be the same motherfucker to jump on the interview and diminish another person's yep. name behind that microphone. People that's just, a, a same color. Like, yeah. what, what, it's, people just don't want to see, do, see other people do better, man. That's all it is. Right. Really. It's so yeah. sad, Joe. Yeah. It's so sad, Joe. Like, will we come for the white comedians? Like, when when will, when will you say when will you say that, that a white comedian's not funny no Please. more? They're not holding their own exactly. anymore. By all so, means, the yeah. shade get thrown around within the loop. It's exactly. so bad. Yeah, it's yeah. like, wow, like let this woman, then sh- let this woman mm-hmm. have her right, shot. So why you out and right? Why are you now? Bro, like, is this what it's coming to? Bro, woman? your career is that's how that's how I think. Yeah. Like they should never let me get into the industry. Uh-huh. Like, and I'm just gonna be like, someone's career is failing. Because yo, at the end of the day, you should be good, you shouldn't even worry about nobody else. Mm-hmm. Let this woman have her shine. Right. Bro, your career must be going completely has been going to shit. First of all, you can't have a career if every time you turn around, you going to you going to jail. Like that's true. That nigga staying in the, for the dumbest shit. For the dumbest shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not gonna say that that the cat is not a big voice for us in in a certain kind of way. But, but still, every <laughs> time you turn around, bro, you going to jail every single time. Yeah, the last time I remember about Cat or hearing about him was when he got beat up by a kid. Like, That's about shit the last like thing that. I shit like that. <laughs> you are you yeah. are rush you are in a, a a fucking scuffle with a teenager. That's the last thing I remember, man. So. And that shit went extra violent. And now like, you shitting on somebody else. Now you shitting on somebody yes. else. Right? It just don't make like. Shit like that, you look at it, you just be like, why is this happening? Right. I, I never understand how these motherfuckers... Yo, we... Let me let me touch that type of money. Mm-hmm. You think I'm about to be fighting teenagers? Right. Hell no! <laughs> like, I'm like, bro, these motherfuckers get this money, yo, and fuck it up. Yeah. Fuck it up. Like, fuck it up in the most... Ter- yo, the simple shit. Very simple shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, niggas like going to fucking airports with fully loaded guns. So, you got all this money. Mm-hmm. You, you never think about just having security. Are you talking about the T-Pain situation? Yes. So, was licensed. Yeah. I, 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 looked, I looked at that, though. So, that was a mistake, and he does have a license to carry. So, that, that was a whole mistake, and it, and it was, like, it, nothing else came of that. Like, he, he, had his, he has a license to carry. He, it was actually his security guard's bag, and they forgot to switch out the bags and leave the one bag home. So it wasn't like it was an intentional situation. I ain't gonna lie to you. Sometimes you rush and this shit happens. So I ain't blaming T-Pain like that, but Jewel's... <laughs> like, yeah, Jewel's... Jewel's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you was already on probation and shit. Like, you still yeah. had a lot going on. You was, mm. you was on probation, These motherfuckers bro. is making six, six, seven figures on probation. Like, <laughs> you on probation. Right. You, are, you have... You have... A very substantial amount of money. Mm-hmm. You're on probation and you're still doing dumb shit. Mm-hmm. At what point do you just say, "I'm gonna stay my black ass in the house today"? <laughs> check the bags, yo. Check the bags. Whoever you with, when you have an entourage like that, you need to check and make sure that the entourage is good too. Like, yo, I everything that you do in this business, in any business, your name is attached to it. Yeah. Your name, your brand, whatever you make is attached to it. If these motherfuckers ain't right, you ain't right neither. And that becomes the bottom line. Like that is the the whole situation. Because here's the thing: we all three of us go out. Mm-hmm. My name on the bill. Y'all fuck up in some kind of way. 
it's only pointing back to me. Yep. It yep. never goes back to the person that actually did it. Oh, that was that was my man. I, that was his shit. That didn't. That has nothing to do with that. Yep. It yep. all has yep. everything to do with, with that person. And it's just like, mm-hmm. y'all, you know, y'all gotta think about it. Your entourage. I think it needs to be small, but yet large enough to for you to feel comfortable. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like security wise, and, and the people that, that need to travel with you. Right. But yeah, it, it, it happens. So um, speaking of people that may need security, Eminem. See how I segue. Eminem gets at Machine Gun Kelly with kill shot, and Diddy gets caught in the crossfire. Everybody here's heard the kill shot situation. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. Let me just say this about this whole Diddy situation. Now. Because Eminem is a very much so a lyricist. And a legend. Number one, right. we're gonna start as a before the legend, we're gonna start as a lyricist. Because mm-hmm. we know he's a legend. As a lyricist. As intricate as his punchlines and words are. So it's like, are you taking it lip see, this is like yo of uh, if it don't apply, let it fly. Mm-hmm. Are you actually taking this literal that he literally means that yo, you are the one that fucking got like I don't know if you understand where I'm coming from. It's like are people taking this shit actually serious? Like and literally would put on paper Diddy put on the hit on fucking pop. And I'm going, and I'm bold enough to say it in a song and to wait till the song is over and say Diddy, you know I love you. I'm just playing with you. Right. right. So this is the fucked up part about media. This is how fucked up media is in the industry. Mm-hmm. They hear a punchline. And it's a punchline. That's a fucking punchline. You're a punchline, and now that shit touches the internet, and now the first... Nobody even cares about Machine Gun Kelly no more. Mm-hmm. Now they're like, Diddy, yo. No, no, nobody even talk about MGK no more. Now it's like, yo, Diddy, yo, man, on you. That may have been a strategy, though. That's probably why he did that. You He's not stupid. He's True. smart. <laughs> True. But it, it ain't no secret. Most of us think that Diddy <laughs> it out on Pac. Like that's not that's I not a secret. Say, damn, I'm that's I'm definitely not a secret. That, no. That's not even my. I don't, but I don't here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's definitely not a secret because um, Amy had the, doc, the 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 documentary on it, and another I think another station did a a, um, a Biggie kind of document, not a Biggie biopic, but from the police perspective. Right. Who all everybody said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody says that. It could have possibly been part of that. It may not have been a hit specifically out on pop, but there was a hit in general. Um, so many, many people say that, or just in general, they should put out a hit on Big Light. That's always, always been a thing. That's never something in hip hop we ain't never say like that. That's not nothing new. I think what makes it, what brings it to light, and what, what Machine Gun Kelly should feel dumb about, yo, the whole diss track was at you, but everything else came to the focus of Diddy. Right. Nah. Like, now all like, sir. So everything else that he said in this, he was like, got more fans than you and your own city little kitty. Go play. Feel like a baby, a babysitting little Tay. Um, got the Diddy okay. So you spent your whole day shooting a video, just fucking digging your own grave. Like, sir, no one cares. Mm-hmm. No one cares. Not even the fact that he referenced the fact that MGK looks like. Slim Shady. He looks like how he looked so you, back in the you day. Stand in, in the mirror with your ear with your earrings and blowing hair alone, but you can't be me. No, that man bun line killed me though. <laughs> I don't know when I'm done. Get yourself after done with a man bun. Uh-huh. Right. Like, no, what? Right. Like, come on, bro. Like, exactly. So I fuck with it. It's, he's playing games and don't gotta really be. I'm sorry, y'all care what nobody says. Like, yes, I'm a hip hop head too. Everybody talk about yo, hip hop. We want hip hop out of shit. I get it, but. Yo, Eminem at a point, we already know Eminem. He has solidified himself in hip-hop. Right. Play. That's how I feel about all means. Look, make me laugh when I hear this fucking track. Right. Because it's Eminem. I'm not, I know him, as an artist, we know Eminem as an artist first. Mm -hmm. And as his career. Eminem is that motherfucker who will give him a track and and make you laugh. Mm -hmm. And what I enjoy about him, though, especially versus all of the new rappers, what I really enjoy about him is I enjoy the fact that yeah, actually, you're on beat. There's actually a cadence. I listened to uh, another, um, oh, I forgot who it was. That's how, no, it was Cuban Dog, Little Yachty, and somebody else today. And I was listening to their song, and I was like, my IQ is lowering. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was just, that shit. I'm like, yo, this shit here is crazy. That's why I'm listening to that shit. There's people who really are out here, like, like the way we like hip hop, hip hop, like yeah. the way we'll listen to some Nas. 
They will listen to some Lil Pump. Yeah. Like it's a like they get up in the morning, Lil Pump. Dude, he ain't saying nothing in the song. Nah. Yeah. They just like fuck it. And they know all the words. And it's just like, yo. I mean when, 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 the, when the beats, the, man, that's what really uh That's, yeah. that's, that's what when all the word the is beat. you're such a fucking hoe. Yeah, I guess you do know the words. Yeah. Like the new song that he has with Kanye. Uh-huh. Which is horrible. Yeah. Which makes me honestly, mad. I haven't even cared enough to listen to that shit. It just it I, came I up on my timeline. It. it just oh, came yeah. up on my timeline, and I was like, "Yo, let me that see. shit it's is fucking garbage." Yeah, <laughs> yo, it's so bad because it's like the lyrics that Kanye is saying is on some freaky, you know, like I'm like um, I like getting my dick sucked. I'm gonna fuck you, this, that, and the third. But the whole time in the video, he has a chain, and the chain says his mother's name on it. Damn. And I'm just like. Yeah, something about that just seems off, but we'll get more into Kanye in a minute. Um, Cardi B says she does not regret throwing her shoe. I believe that. Cardi <laughs> bought the shits. She do not care. New York nigga, she don't play that shit. She don't play that shit. She wear all the shits. She She's from the Bronx, she don't care. She don't fuck about none of that shit. <laughs> but um, I was listening to a couple of different interviews and I was really thinking to myself, like, they are so many different facets to this this shit. Number one, I'm gonna start off with the Queen Radio situation. Nicholas, I'm tired. Just hearing, Nicholas. I'm tired <laughs> of hearing you scream on the radio, on, on Beats One, about all this other shit. First of all, why is this going on so long? Like, don't you have a whole concert to start preparing for? I'm like, why is the- I don't know, yo. I'm convinced that. I thought this shit was gonna be like a little, like, you know, five, some some more episodes. I think they're on like episode eight. Why does she have the show on the podcast? Why does it keep going on? The industry is killing itself. Mm. It is imploding from the inside. Killing itself slowly. Mm. And each and it's sad because it's the artist that in there who got some type of fucking who well actually you gotta fuck with a little bit. That's actually doing the dumb shit. It's like yo, how do I continue fucking with you? Like yo now now Bella please. Like, bro. Uh, Bella Clesius or whomever, because that's her real name. Get your um, shit together. Get your shit together. Don't be, don't, why would you, first of all, I know you about the shits, and I get that she ratchet as fuck. I get that. But, Nikki does raise a point, although it's, a, it's the weirdest point ever, with the whole upper echelon shit, like, mm-hmm. oh, we are in front of all these upper echelon people, and I don't mean white people. Yes, you do, bitch. You met white people. Exactly. You met white people. Niggas ain't gonna know up echelon. Like, and not, not, there are. Don't get to that. Jay Z, Beyonce, that's up echelon. But even more impassionate. But here's the thing these white people sniff coke, <laughs> they <laughs> out there doing their drugs too, and it, it makes it no different. It definitely makes it no different. So don't try to put them on a bigger pedestal. Because you, because you want designers to send you, because that's the bottom line. You want designers to send you shit, so you want to look like the better person in it. Cardi, stop getting baited in. You've been baited in. Nikki, people say the same shit about you on a regular basis. It all cannot not be true. Real shit. These are all facts. I can't tell everybody that this fucking fifty people can't say one person is a piece of shit. Right. And for some reason, when you meet him, he's just not a piece of shit. Like, exactly. nigga, you're something up with you. You just ain't sure yet. Pretty much. <laughs> Rick, your thoughts? Um, <laughs> got you. Got I was kind of distracted on that yeah. on my phone. Um, next question, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go into, let's, speaking of Nicholas, let's go into the Barbie Dreams video. Oh. Has anyone seen the Barbie Dreams video? I have not. You gotta yeah, watch the videos. I know you, you, we're gonna answer more rap questions. Right. Um, Understandable though, because you on the road the majority of the fucking time. Yeah, exactly. I, you don't wanna be out of time right. to do all that, watching videos and nah, shit. Nah, not really. You're training, you, possibly training. sleeping. Well, it's great that you didn't because it was horrible. Uh huh. Me and this shit. <laughs> so, um, Muppets and shit. Basically. Uh, yo, it was Muppets and shit. Her Muppets and colors. And colors. Colors, oh, Muppets, mm-hmm. and yeah. gestures. Funny but what, gestures. what makes me mad about that whole portion of that. Um, with the whole Barbie Dreams thing is that it doesn't um, it's such a classic track such a classic track it was a biggie track 50 used it she used it in 07 that you didn't give me any type of footage now I didn't want to see you fucking on everybody that wasn't my, my issue but I damn sure just didn't want to see you standing there and dancing around in colors and like, just different Muppets symbolizing the different artists. The different artists. Like there was a Muppet of Meek Mill. A Muppet, a Muppet of DJ Khaled. Oh, really? That's how they like, do it. Yo, her shit's pathetic. Yeah, it's just so no. much. It's just so much. Um, 
Speaking of patheticness, Kanye West says, you see, my segues are good, though. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling into these segues. Kanye West says um, he will teach an art class in Chicago, and that is news to the school. So, basically, the school don't, didn't know nothing about Kanye West deciding that he was just going to randomly teach a class. So, we just wake up, you know what? I'm teaching a class. Like, yeah. Fuck it. I got money. Yeah. I got money. I'm a teacher today. Fuck it. Like, but what is he gonna teach? Like what? Like um, music? Yeah, yeah, allegedly, yeah. He was supposed to be teaching some type of music art class. Um, so it says, um, I will teach. He sent out a tweet that says, I will teach a course at the Art Institute of Chicago and the American Academy of Art. He tweeted like a couple of nights ago. Um, y'all, uh, easy giving back to the community that's totally awesome but don't nobody know nothing about this so the whole school was like <laughs> we don't we don't know what he's you imagine that show you a principal or a dean and you just in the school doing paperwork you just get a random phone call from Condi like yeah um just have my classroom ready mm. <laughs> have my classroom right. ready in the curriculum um i'll be there Starting next week, um, just try to fill some students in my classroom. You just like what the fuck? That's some Kanye shit though. That's some Kanye shit. That's some Kanye yeah. shit. But it's just like you just wake up in the, the morning. Nigga who, the nigga who walks on stage and interrupts a whole fucking like. Yeah, um, I'm not actually finished, but uh, I got there. something. I got something real incredible to talk about right. for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, bro, damn, yo, he's a he. History of this shit. Now I'm not surprised about that. Speaking right. of his history of that, so then he also talks about, um, they also talk about <coughs> Kanye West says that Watch the Throne 2 is coming soon. Are Jay Z and Kanye West still friends? Like, I don't think they never wasn't. Like, I don't think they weren't. I think they just, I think Jay Z gave him a smooth case of love you from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> like, nigga, you're sunk in place. Like, right. Exactly. You're, you're, you're falling off the mat. Like, let me just. But see, that's another fucked up thing. See, that's why I'm fucking with the industry. See, instead of loving Kanye from a distance, I would be like, if you were uh, close, they were close, close friends. You a close friend of mine's like that. Instead of me, like, distancing myself from you mm-hmm. and, like, you know, not doing music with you and shit like that, fuck the music. Because as of right now, what I see as me being your friend, you have a fucking mental health issue. Yeah. And we need to sit down... Like, it's, it could be that serious. So, I, mean, look, I might need to punch you in your fucking mouth a couple times. <laughs> just to let you know, like, yo, you fucking up. Get your shit together. I'm going to say, that's cool, but I don't want Rick to punch me in the mouth. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, man. Like, he like, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. <laughs> right, right. Like, I, know, I, know where, look, I know where my shit's staying there. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, ain't, that ain't the one. Um, yeah, but you know what? With Kanye, um, we hope that he gets the help that he needs and the help that he deserves because... I'm just making allegations and of course this is what we be talking about with like Nikki and everybody else like you see how Jay didn't even respond to this Jay's no, like he just yo he, he just chilling I'm Gucci he doing whatever he doing he mind his business right. he good they good they mm-hmm. getting money they going ape shit they got fucking Picassos mm-hmm. you right. feel me three kids Blue living in her best life right. they with chilling. her grandmother they, oh, you feel me they, they good you don't mm-hmm. ever hear their names circling around the fucking internet talking shit none of that bullshit these mm-hmm. niggas are somewhere in America mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> still on tour still, still on, on tour, tour. Still on as of right now still on tour after mm-hmm. the tour's over they're gonna be still they still good yeah. right. no one taking shots at them no one doing like they just they just that's, that's goals mm-hmm. if anything like I'm like not even just with the industry and trying to get Rich or quote unquote, you know, it's more so that lifestyle. You are literally a shadow to anything. Like right. you are, you get seen when you want to get seen. Right, mm-hmm. right. They on tour, so you know you're gonna see them on tour. When well, you create your own, <clears throat> you you own, you run your shit. Like mm-hmm. your own media don't run you. You run media. Look, mm-hmm. I'm gonna show y'all can see me when I want y'all. To see yeah. <laughs> so uh, speaking of craziness, so also the RZA is set to produce an ODB. Bio. Um, I can't wait. Old Dirty Best will be the first Wu Tang member clan to have his life become a movie. It would make sense. Hip hop and R and B artists um, biopics are all the rage these days. Um, Old Dirty Bastard is going to be the latest to have his life story told on the big screen. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Sony's Columbia Pictures is currently developing a biopic uh, on the Brooklyn Zoo rapper and. Um, Producers' duties have gone to none other than the Wu-Tang Clan's OG producer and founding member, the RZA. A biopic on ODB has uh, has been rumored for years with the RZA touching on the subject back in 2016 during an interview with Rolling Stone. 
though films like Notorious and All Eyes on Me left much to be desired, others, such as Straight Outta Compton, started that uh, stated that with the right team behind it, the scene of a hip hop biopic can come to life. Um, thoughts? I'm all for it. Yeah. Wu Tang Forever. Okay. He deserved it. Yeah. I agree. I'm with him. You with it? Yeah. I'm with yeah. He deserved it's it. It's, it. It's ODB. Um, one of the rappers who came out to introduce saying whatever the fuck you want on the song. Yeah. Cause he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> or having a song saying the same thing, the first verse, then saying the second verse backwards, and then that was it. Like, <laughs> no, really? Like he literally was that guy. He said whatever he wanted mm-hmm. on the track. Like mm-hmm. he was unorthodox as fuck. Like, yeah. that shit was like, okay, ODB, you got it. But I, but then it's just like, I wonder uh, who we would get to play him. I think we want, it's going to have to be a no-name. It's definitely going to be a no-name. They go off the street. Yeah, it's Damn. one. Just like, they did, just like they did with Biggie, and just like they did with Pac. Like, like I think it's going to be a, a no-name. But why, though? Because I think that no one else is going to be able... If When you see someone who has already had or has a character that's already established and they've already done a body of work, mm-hmm. you're gonna put that character with them. You need somebody who's no name so you can go back and feel that that grit, that that 96, you know what I'm saying, that 97, right. that rawness. You need to feel that, like I'm hungry, I'm just as hungry as he was right. back in the day. Just like for instance, when the dude that played Biggie, the mm-hmm. Biggest feeling that you got from Notorious that he was in his twenties, that that was that kid, that he was that kid again, and that that comes from a lot of direction, but it also came from him not being known to, you know what I'm saying? So you, you don't put it in. now. It did pigeonhole him a little bit because every time I see him, no. I saw him on Love Hip Hop. I was like, oh, that's the dude that played Biggie. Yeah. So every now and again, it, it will pigeonhole you, mm-hmm. but it definitely is one of those things where you you got to get that raw moment, you got to get that grit. I think even with Straight Outta Compton. Some of them were no some of them were no name celebrities except for Ice Cube's son. Right. But for the most part, the rest of it was like, yo, I don't know, I don't know like that that dude's playing the shit out of Dre. Right. That's exactly what happened. Remember that. I remember that from newspaper clippings. Now Shadow I Compton had a lot of leaps. Yeah, it was yeah, Shadow Compton with everybody except for pretty much O'Shea. Yeah. Like O'Shea Jackson Jr. Other than that. Um, and I would say the only other one recently, the biopic that was kind of fast. Pace was the Bobby Brown story. Mm-hmm. It was very fast paced. It was a lot of clippings from the same. It was like I've seen this shit before. I, like I know exactly what happened. Yeah. Like I remember. I remember this. I remember hearing about this. So I've been there, done that. Um, speaking of which, speaking of this is not speaking of which. There's no way to segue into the next one. Eminem <laughs> <laughs> sells um, five hundred thousand albums and goes number one. So the Kamikaze album, which was a surprise release to everybody has reached number one at this point. Nobody thought that the album would do this well because there's no promotion behind the release. At all. That shit just dropped. Literally. Kamikaze just dropped out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yo has beat... He's beat out... Let's see. He's on Travis Scott's heels. He beat out J. Cole within the first week. Travis, Damn. Travis Scott was at 537000 Um... Post Malone was at 461,000 and J. Cole was at 397,000 in their first week. Um, and Drake probably beat everybody at 732,000. Drake, Drake, Drake beat everybody, Drake, but it's just that's just I give I give Drake like, I don't I'm not a substitute Drake fan either. Like I fuck with his body work though. Right. Mm-hmm. Drake he you can't get mad. You cannot knock it. Like no. Drake is in the billboards every single year. Every, every time he drops something, no matter every single drops, week, let him have another yeah, video. Yeah. It's a so he drops every it's time he drops something. He's he's definitely. It's just it's just there. Now you just know. Yeah, Drake's Drake's there. Drake is definitely <laughs> he is definitely the golden boy of hip hop. I think um, as long as he continues to, he needs to make sure that he pays homage though. Like he has to make sure that he has to pay, he has to pay homage. Like, you don't pay homage after the fact, like, and that's the only thing that that kind of pisses me off. Like, with the whole Lauren Hill sample, until Lauren started singing about like, you know, 
that's that's this is the sample, but this right here is the original. Right. Like you didn't pay homage to her in the beginning. You didn't say, Miss Lauren Hill, let me reach out to you and let me go ahead and and and, and say, hey, can you be in a video or right. am I able to use this vocal? You didn't reach out until the end when now all of a sudden y'all on stage and it, and it makes it better. Or just like for instance, uh, the the Kiki song, the the In My Feelings song, mm-hmm. that's a New Orleans bounce. Like yo. Let some of the people that, that are on there be in those videos and, and do and do yeah. what they do, but culture vultures. Yeah. So that's what it is. Yeah. So you capitalize off of what this is because you know that you already are a mainstream murderer right now mm-hmm. when it comes to music. Hey, I can right. take any fucking thing. Throw my piece on it, throw my touch on it, make a video, bang, capitalize. Right. Without saying a motherfucking thing about who he got the idea. Yeah. You're right. Well exactly. I seen him do that in another song too. I can't remember the name of the song, but I, I know that he used like the same lyrics from somebody else before in the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like, was, uh, I think that was some. Want to say that was some Cash Money shit? Yeah, yeah, it was like Cash that. Money. It was yeah. a Cash Money song. Yeah, like it was yeah. with somebody. Like I remember, yeah, yeah, that he used he used that verse. Um, in the nice for what video he didn't he didn't really shout out Big Frida. Was it Juvenile that he? It did? was Juvenile. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, it was yeah, Juvenile. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. And it's like you, you're not paying homage. Like, yeah, you you the best in the game right now. You definitely doing really well. Right. But still, fall back and pay that homage yeah. to the people that paid this way for you. Man, you don't and care about none of that. Right none now. of that. You like, it's fucked up. Uh-huh. It's it fucked is, up. But, but the reality probably, of it now, I mean, you have to look at our industry and in, uh, as a whole. Like, you know, Drake ain't the only one doing it. Yeah. It's fucking multiple, multiple artists who are doing this shit daily. Yeah. But when, when you're knows, on that level, when you on that level and it's so visible, you should do it. Mm-hmm. You should. Those are the biggest thing. Like, yo, like I said, with the whole thing with Big Frida, like you took the whole style. The 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 girl is on a, a whole nother track. Like like you took an old track from two thousand and six and placed it on this nice for what shit. Like, come on now. But even more what's fucked up is that in in the reality scale, he at a point, yo, he can, no one really, like, our industry is shaped where that don't matter anymore. Like, you can, what happened, yo, it's it's artists taking super L's and still on the top charts. Drake got backlash like a motherfucker Mm -hmm. from, from, from the, from this songs. But guess what happens? He's still in the top. Yeah. Speaking of which, anymore. Like you, it's like you, these motherfuckers are at a point where, and even funny about it, their biggest audience is kids. What y'all yeah. think about that Pusha T this? Like that whole beef they get, have on there. Give me more. Yeah. That's where yeah. I want more. That's real I shit. Like, that's literally, honestly, you cannot, you cannot, I'm sorry, you cannot tell me Pusha T. I wish a nigga would say Pusha T garbage. You might no. the fair one. Uh-huh. But you can't say nothing about. T- his record says he was out too, you know, like, but at the same time, same with that. Well, and Drake is all about politics anyway, because just like recently with the whole Meek Mill situation, well, now and now, now we're friends and shit. Yeah, shaking hands. And right. Money. Uh, right. Like, we just recently... Pusha T drop a beef. Pusha T drops a beef mentioning how, nigga, you got a son no one knows about. Baby mother's tripper. Facts. Like yeah. we said about the education. He's spitting facts. Right, right. The backlash you hear, yo, push your teeth, yo, yo, push your teeth, trash show, that's, that's fucked up, he should never say something like that about somebody, mm-hmm. bitch, it's a diss track, mm-hmm. now Eminem, and MGK drops this shit about Eminem, wait, so MGK wasn't saying some real cruddy factual shit either, right. like, right. so that's what I'm saying, the industry, is, the game is fucked up, you cannot even appreciate a diss track anymore yeah. without niggas catching feelings, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even be the artist that's catching feelings, hard, yeah. But at least they catching feelings and not catching bodies. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, that's, that's what was happening before, back in the day. Like let's 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 be clear. Let's, this if they, if this they only gonna keep it on wax. So, so I, so I think it's, it's good that they they squash that beef though. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm proud of them for squashing that beef. But um, is it reality? Meek Mill niggas can crack all the jokes they want. Yeah, I'm supposed to say Drake don't Meek want Mill, to Meek Mill do not. Yo, Meek Drake Mill. That's what Meek Mill even want on his hands because mm-hmm. he know he said it in Shire. Niggas know the rules in my hood. If you touch me, you get it. Niggas have not yet to show me any type of evidence, no video of anything happening to me besides his ass going to jail for a fucking bitch ass judge. Mm -hmm. Oh, the dirt bike. Yeah, the the dirt dirt bike. Besides that, niggas ain't. 
Niggas don't want it with niggas. Nobody, don't want wants, that. nobody wants to smoke. No, I niggas do not want that type of rap. Like, yeah, yeah. Nigga, I'm glad you squashed your beef too. Yeah. Some, a lot of niggas who want a nice, pretty, singing, light skinned nigga right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? Like, bro, yeah. save yourself. Yeah. And so. Aubrey, Aubrey, please, you. you you're not about that life, my my nigga. You was in a wheelchair in the grass. I will never ever forget that. Like all day, come on, my dude. You're not you're not about that. You're not making. You're not, you're not built off that like, mall. Yo, we like, really had the grass. Like this nigga, this nigga done got these muscles. His motherfucking facial hair and fucking. Uh, panned out. He didn't got that bridge of that nose fixed, so it don't look so Jewish. Aubrey, you don't want the smoke. Let's be clear. Yeah. Philly niggas don't play. Eggs <laughs> beans. Philly niggas don't yeah. play. Eggs beans. It's yeah. not that. Last one for the for the Rash and Ridiculous segment is Nike's online sales are up 31% after Colin Kaepernick commercial. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why would they not be? First of all, Nike said, fuck you, NFL. We have all other sports. Right. Like, we don't like, just why is NFL. one... Like, y'all really thought that one... That just because the NFL was going to get out of it and mm-hmm. fuck up the shit then... Mm-hmm. Nigga, we have every sport. Literally. Yeah. Even the hype... We have golf. We don't even need the rest of the sports. Yeah. Right. We got so, golf. We are we have, we sponsor fucking golf. Like right. golf is ex- uh, f- golf and fucking um, MLB. We, we Nike said we have apparel, we have shoes, we have hats, we got socks. We we have, we have actual gear. We don't give a shit. Sports gear. We have fucking actual. I just bought a pair of Nikes the other day too. Roommate. I'll be getting mine this week. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. definitely buying some Nikes yeah, this like, week. Right. Like, Nike is something I, I always rock in, especially after the shit they did, all that thing, all that shit going on. We all for Nike. All man, I'm all for it now, man. <laughs> Listen. First of all, dear white people, stop burning the Nikes on your feet. You never know, right? We said this last week. You already, already paid for them. Uh-huh. <laughs> you already paid for them. Nigga. Oh, this yeah. one is showing me that, oh, man, guess, you, guess they ain't fit you with some yeah, shit. Right. Like, you just, just burned some shit that was already in your closet. The white people right. mad as shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> Soft. And I just I just had a conversation with somebody about the whole um, watching the NFL situation. Due to this whole Kaepernick situation, I will not be watching any NFL situations at, at all at this point. I do not believe in an industry that does not believe in its people. You know what I'm saying? So you got to think about it. Even in your sport, mm-hmm. your sport, you, you're a Goliath of your sport. Yes, and right. I get it. And yours is definitely a sport where you have to utilize your body like that and theirs is too mm-hmm. but we're sitting here we're gathering it for whole entertainment purposes and number one these are kids let's be clear most yeah. of the people that don't want to feel they're kids right they're 19 they're 20 they're yeah. 20, 25 they're kids not only that we're pledging allegiance which again the pledging of allegiance is, is something no, is not my thing anymore and you don't want us to protest peacefully where he clearly took a knee and was told from a legend in a game, hey, it's better that you take a knee instead of you sitting down. Mm-hmm. But the NFL wants to blackball you through everything and then they try to be slick about it. Even in the, even in the Madden game, mm-hmm. where they took out the Kaepernick Park in Big Bang. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all trying to take no, everything to remove this man's like you try to remove, and it's not like it's not Colin Kaepernick was the rapper. Right. Some a rapper like reference reference him reference him and they cut that shit out like <laughs> damn y'all don't and like, then made a bullshit ass apology on top of that like and I, then put the song back in for right right like so, yo y'all are just doing this on fucking uh, like y'all just slipping walking on ice like it's so like, shout out to Nike y'all not losing no money you'll never lose just any money. do it you you'll never lose any money with the the fact that niggas will buy every every pair of Nikes that they want. Mm-hmm. And it will, and we'll stand in line for it. And too. we'll stand in line for it. <laughs> and we'll we'll have a resale game for it, and, and uh-huh. put it back on eBay. So nothing is really going to change with Nike. And the sooner that the NFL believes that they they will they will understand. In order, the best way to hurt a company is to hit them in their pockets, and that, and that's the biggest that's the biggest thing. And people are like, oh well, what's watching the NFL going to do? Yeah, when you stop watching that and stop giving them that sponsorship, and their ratings start going down. They'll understand that oh we got we got to change up the way that we doing things right you know what I'm saying and everything else about that is 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 cool but I can't I can't so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break oh just to piggyback off what you said go ahead um and it's funny because like like even with what you do Mm -hmm. you know I can tell you right now they ain't trying that shit with y'all. 
They're not trying that shit. Nah, they like they not. They not. No matter you know. At the end of the day, there's one. There's a. I don't say just one individual person, but there's one small camp of people running all that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, boxing has its own thing. MMA has its own right. thing. You know, you know, all of that shit has its own thing. Football has its own. Basketball has its own. Every sport has its own mm-hmm. entity that's running the whole shit. Most likely they're right. Right. Most likely, but. Some of them are not fucking stupid either. Yeah. You know, granted, they're like, all right, we got, like, we were talking about in the car before we got here. Basketball, not trying that shit. Mm-hmm. Right. The NBA's not trying that shit. Like he said, he was like, NBA majority of the players are black. Mm-hmm. You ain't trying that shit with them. Right. Your whole, no more Bron Bron. <laughs> no more LeBron. Right. Shit, you know, you done lost Jordan endorsements. Yeah. Right. All that shit is plays a part. It's, it's way it's way too much money. Oh, yeah. But let's do this. We're gonna take a quick break. Um, we are gonna come back and then we'll uh, end up the show with Rick and we'll find out some more stuff about him, what MMA means to him, and Muay Thai and all that good stuff. And we'll figure it out. We'll be right back. Yeah. yeah. What up, what up, what up, y'all? We back. Yeah. So we're back in the building once again with my boy Rick Mix in the building. Um, so, you know what, the big thing is, let's go into finding out a little bit more about what you do and why you do it and how you do it so well. Yes, sir. Um, all right, so, what made you get into MMA of all, uh, all sports? Man, you know, man, it's just that the background, you know, growing up, man, I was always out there fighting, you know what I mean, mm. getting suspended from school and all that, you know, giving my mom headaches and all that. My mom used to constantly have to come into the school, you know for me fighting and getting in trouble. So I was like, man, I might as well do something productive out of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If, I, if I'm if i an aggressive dude, you know what I mean? And I'm not not to say that I'm always aggressive, but if I'm like, like, if I got all this energy, I might as well put it to something productive. Right. And that's when I started training, you know? And then I, I was also, you know, going out a lot, you know, and, 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 you know, drinking and all that kind of stuff. And just, I was, I just felt like I was getting out of shape. You know, I was putting on weight and all that. So I was like, man, I got to do something. So. I went to the you know one of the local gyms. I found him up. I looked him up online and uh, went there and started training and never stopped since. Damn. This is probably about eight years ago, maybe. Mm. So, Fuck. Yeah. So it's uh it's it's been a, it's been a long road, but I enjoy what I do. So you know when you love what you do, it does it's it doesn't feel like you're like it's hard work. You know what I mean? It feels pretty easy. It just comes second natural. Nature. Yeah, second nature. Exactly. Mm. So that's really you know why I did it. You know, and then also you know. Um, making my parents proud. I always say that in everything sure. I do. Sure. Like, just like I said, I gave them a lot of headaches growing up and stuff like that. So now it's like I feel like it's my way of paying them back. You know, okay. seeing that smile on their face when I when I you know when I have success. For sure, for sure. Um, so, what song gets you pumped the most when you work out first? Because I know your workout regimen is crazy, but what songs yeah. get you pumped? Man, I work out you know two to three times a day, mm-hmm. um, and you know. To work out, I, I like to listen. Obviously, a lot of hip hop, you know, mm-hmm. rap. I like to listen to Meek Mill, man. Meek Mill, yeah, he is. Up, I can, I can, I, yeah, I, yeah, he a moody. His yeah. songs get yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen to Meek Mill. Pretty much a lot of Meek Mill songs. Um, I listen to Lil Baby, who's like a newer rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I listen to Money Bag Yo. Listen to a lot of like newer rappers, like because okay. it, it has that beat. They may not that be beat. lyrically talented, that beat is but that beat. when I'm in the gym and then I'm like feeling kind of sluggish and I put that shit on, and like I'm like, it just gets me going, you know? So. Yeah. Mine, mine used to be YG. It was YG, my YG. crazy life. Like yeah. the fir- that first album to me represents being out on the West Coast in Cali, mm-hmm. being on the front lawn and pumping weights. Like that's, <laughs> that's exactly what that meant to me. Mm-hmm. And I gotta get back into my workout regimen. No life in my life. <laughs> so hey, bad, no excuse now. I, I, like, I felt, I felt off, and it was just like I think things sh- when change when things and change uh, things changing your life, you kind of be like, uh, I do it tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. and tomorrow and came in like four years. Man, that's so, how I'm feeling right now. I gotta go on a five mile run later on today, and I'm like, man, I just want to go home. But right, it's gotten to the point where like I just my brain literally is wired to just get my ass up, get my shit, and go running or go work out. You know? Right. So exactly. Yeah, because like once you do it for so long, it just becomes like you said, second nature. So mm-hmm. yeah, routine. Especially when I got fights coming up. You know. Yeah, Speaking you of fights. Right. Speaking of fights. Um. What song do you listen to before you get into the ring? Like, what's that one, that one thing that just like, all right, this motivates the hell out of me? Uh, different songs. Um, I mean, they. I don't know if you guys know, but as fighters, um, when you when right before you walk out for your fight, they let you pick out a song yeah. as your walkout song. Right. Um, 
I've had several, you know what I mean? I don't always just use the same songs. Mm-hmm. I always use, like, whatever I, I'm, I'm vibing with at that moment, you right. know what I mean? So, um, I listened to, for my last fight, um, which was uh, J- July 28th, so probably about like, a month after my birthday. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Happy belated birthday, man, Thank a month God. later. <laughs> yeah, so, um, what song was that that I walked out to? Oh, it was a, uh, a song by J-Rock called uh, Win. Okay. Y'all, y'all, y'all know that song? I've heard it, right? Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that, that's one of them songs that like got me motivated. And it talks about, like, man, don't stop chasing that bitch, man. Just right. chase, chase yeah. your purpose. So it kind of, right. it's the way I see things. So I, I walked out to him. I walked out to Mob, Mob Deep in the past. Ooh. Biggie. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I walked out to Biggie before. Right. Um, Ace Hood got mm-hmm. a song. Like, you know, so different songs. Um, for different, different occasions. And for different occasions, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mainly rap. I don't listen to no rock, no country shit, none of that. <laughs> right. And if, every now and then I listen to like, you know, some Spanish like reggaeton and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it, for the most part... Because that's part of your lineage too, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Salvadorian. Yep. So okay. I listen to a lot of, like, some some of it. But for the most part, you know, I listen mm-hmm. to like hip hop and rap, so... I'm loving some good reggaeton, man. I'm yeah. Yeah. Reggaeton is so making a comeback. That's, uh-huh. that's become my shit now. Yeah. Soca music, reggaeton, I love all of that shit. Yeah, man. man. Music. It's cool. I mean, and it, right now it's more. It's, it's also it's like transitioning over to like they call it trap, like trap. Um, yeah, because they trap make something like Latin <laughs> trap, something like yeah, that. They're right, getting right. into. They getting. They getting. What our our industry is now picking up on it. Yeah. Because they forgot like mm-hmm. these yo people don't be knowing man yeah. overseas got that money. Right. Right. right they're right, like right, fuck right, it. Right. Let's dibble in. Exactly. in because it's, it's not the it's not the dead Yankee days. Nah, mm-hmm. it's definitely not the daddy. Or the Sean Paul days. No, you know, got, it's just changed. Although, you although, got Bad Bunny out now. Y'all know, y'all ever heard of Bad Bunny? Yeah, I've heard of, yeah. Bad Bunny, yeah. you know, they got, um, 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 um what's his name? Um, um, Enwell, yeah. you know, Double A, you know, he, mm-hmm. I, I like him too, you know, I listen to some, some of his songs. Or the dudes that was on the song that was with Nicki, but I can't remember the names, but it was called, um, Crippy Kush. Yeah, that's that's Bad Bunny. Is it? Yeah, okay, that was that. Okay, yeah. right, and right, right, And it may right. be somebody else. That's why I knew yeah. where they from. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bad Bunny, yeah. When I, and, and, as a matter of fact, the funny thing about it is I think that they're actually on the Cardi song. I like it like that. I like it like that. Yeah. 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 I was like, I don't know what y'all saying, yeah. but that's my shit. Yeah, that's like, I, I don't care. Like, yeah. and, and that's a great thing where you can... Uh, Break that barrier, you know what I'm saying? Too. The language barrier was there. Yeah. You're just like, I have no idea what you're saying, but this shit, we don't care. Yeah. Like, we exactly. don't care. So, reggaeton is, is definitely gonna make a mm-hmm. good comeback. Um, so, you're a fighter. Yes, sir. What runs through your mind when you're facing an opponent? Like, like in the ring. In the ring. What's I, your I'll be wanting to know that too. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. do you, what is a, like on your mind, or or do you have a clear mind? Right, man. Doing? The only thing that's on my mind at that time is just. Uh, I visualize the knockout, you mm-hmm. know, I visualize me KOing my opponent, you know what I mean? Me right. getting my hand raised at the end of the fight and just me looking like I can't wait to put my hands on you like you know, right. 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 so where it's yeah. acceptable to do it. Right. Right. Acceptable to have in my head, I'm gonna knock you the fuck out the Yeah, night. that's how I feel. <laughs> and I look across the ring and like I'm like at that at that time everything's already done. Like all mm. the hard work, you know, all the dieting and exercising and commitment, everything is just already like done. It's just right. time to Pretty much the fight is the celebration for me. Uh, like I go out there and I go out there to have fun, you know, put my opponent away, go out there, get that check, and go mm-hmm. home. And go home, yeah. Now, does it, um, is there like a visualization for you, like when you're kind of scoped in and saying, okay, I see that in his next move, he's about to drop that right leg. You know what I'm saying? Do you see it that way, or how do you see it in uh, a fight? In the fight, man. And that's the whole question. It wasn't even on that. That was just new when I thought about nah, it. Nah, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, in the fight, is, is everything is like, you have to act at that moment because mm-hmm. if you act a second late, you miss the opportunity. Right. So it's just like I do. I train so much and I spar when I do my sparring session with my with my training partners and everything like that. Like I already see everything that that's gonna happen in the fight. Right. So like a lot of times, you know, my opponent will throw his right hand and I know it's coming because I've trained it so much. I just move out the way. It's like mm-hmm. muscle memory. Move mm-hmm. out the way and come back with a two piece combination. Mm-hmm. So. You just you know just doing it so much you know that it just when you're in the ring it's just everything is just easy you know right, what I mean everything exactly. just flows and and then you know the, the shots open up mm-hmm. and then that's when I that's when I take them and you know yeah. make I'm it happen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right right exactly what was your hardest match um my hardest match I would say it had to be against uh, uh I fought in New York I fought in Queens Queens New York um probably about 
a year, maybe two years ago, I fought a, a Dominican kid mm-hmm. from Queens. So mm-hmm. I fought him in his backyard. You know, right. he had his whole crowd there. Like every everybody was there for him. Right. Like when I walked out, I heard people booing. I, I mean, I had my crowd there too. You know what I mean? But it was like, uh, you know, it, it, it couldn't overshadow the territory. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, in his, I'm literally in his backyard. So um, we fought, and you know, like every time he would land a shot or he would like come forward and throw some bullshit. And the crowd would be going nuts, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of the time judges look for that. So, like, if, if you're a judge and you're judging, this, you get three judges and judge, you know, judging the fight and they hear, like, the crowd going crazy, like, oh, okay, and they'll score that point for him. Right. So, um, it's, it's, uh, that was a, it was a hard fight because I was hitting him, I was cracking him as hard as I could with everything, body shots, I was throwing crosses, everything, like, I was, right. I, I would hit him and he would look at me and he would come forward, like, at one time I cracked him a good time and he gave me, like, like a, that's all you got type of look, and I was like, oh, snap. yeah, okay, all right, so, like, yeah, 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 so I'm like, god damn, like, this, and then I would just, you know, I was moving around him, he kept putting the pressure on me, and it was just, like, it was a hard fight, because, Leading up to the fight, um, I had uh, a slight injury, which is I twisted my ankle. And which was my next question, too, yeah. which is, like, what was your worst injury, right? I believe that's it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like, I twisted my ankle, and, like, I had, the fight was, like, probably, like, three, four weeks out. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't run, you know what I mean? I couldn't, like, do anything. Really get to yourself get that endurance. Right. I, yeah, I right. couldn't. So, like, all, all I was doing is just you know, doing light workouts on the bike, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Stuff like that that was light on my ankle. And, uh it was it was tough because in the second round, towards the second half of uh, you know the, the the second half of the second round, I started gassing out. I was like, damn, and that's right. not usually me. Like usually I can push the pace and you know go out there and, and do what I do. Mm-hmm. But that that day was like, man, the dude just kept coming forward, and I was just out working him. I was still out working him, but it was just like one of the fights where I was like, damn, like he made right. me dig deep for that. You know what I mean? I, I had to like dig super deep for that for that fight, and it was for a title too out there. Oh so, yeah. yeah, so yeah. you know I had to, but yeah. I, Luckily or thankfully, I came out on top. You know, got a unanimous decision and, and got the New York State Regional Title. Cool. Uh, so it was it was dope. It was pretty cool. dope. Do you ever get the cauliflower ear? Nah, nah, actually, I haven't. I don't. I don't really do a lot of the, the grappling. So I, had yeah. a, I don't. I don't. I don't have it. Yeah. Um, and a lot yeah. of people ask me that though. I just it, it, it was a thought because I've always seen it in in the sport and I'm just yeah. like, damn, they got, damn. They got, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all fucked up. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, nah, nah. Thankfully, um, I don't have that. What's your um what's your workout regimen like? Like what is what how does that take us through how that, that goes? Like I know you wake up and then you're you're in go mode, but how does that go mode work? Um so I do uh strength I go to a uh, have a strength and conditioning gym, um, which is uh around here in Towson called mm-hmm. uh they recently switched the name to Training House mm-hmm. and I go there three times a week, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. Right. So I train from anywhere from like six to seven in the morning till about nine, nine thirty in the morning. Um, literally just no you know, no punching, none of that. It's just basically lifting weights, you know, doing sled pulls, sprints, uh, all that kind of stuff. Agility workouts, so I do that and then um then after that I'll rest for a little bit. Go run, go on a run later on, and then I'll go to my actual practice, which is from like seven to like eleven or eight to eleven every mm-hmm. night. So we do that. I do that three times a week for the strength and conditioning, and then on days where I don't have strength and conditioning, strength and conditioning, I do uh, uh, hill sprints uh, on the treadmill, right. which is like uh, it's like an intense ass workout, man. Like with like, a deep incline. Yeah, with like incline fifteen, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you you do like eight sets of like a minute and forty five seconds and nonstop. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's like man the first couple times I do it when I come in from you know I'm not I'm not in the best shape man mm-hmm. listen I'll be feeling like just like quitting but <laughs> you, you can't you know what I mean you got to finish the workout so right. um so I do that two um three times a week on Saturdays I do it as well mm-hmm. um and then practice every day pretty much my only day off is like Saturday mm-hmm. um night because uh fr- Saturday morning I train I do hill sprints uh, at, a, at this uh this used to be a ski resort up in uh, Hunt Valley okay yeah. so I, I um I do it up there and so like I really just only had like a half a day uh, of a rest day so right. it's yeah, very intense you're back on it yeah back yeah. on it like yeah. Sunday practice at you know from 12 to like 3 mm-hmm. and then I run about 5 miles on Sundays which is like I was telling you earlier I'm gonna go on a 5 mile run later so, on so today so you're doing the 5 mile tonight? yeah 5 miles Damn. tonight yeah okay. yeah okay. so it's just you know is it outside or inside? 
I go. I mean, it depends on the weather. You know, yeah. right now it's just nice out, so I'm yeah. more than likely I'm gonna run outside. Okay. Um, but if it's shitty weather out there, I just do it on a treadmill. On the treadmill, right? Yeah. So yeah. just put my headphones on and just you know yeah. go. Five mile run, somebody get their ass. They think somebody get their ass whooped. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you know what? I've done. I've done my three and a half mile walk. So yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. 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 I've been there, done that. Like yeah. it's. It's a, it's a um, especially when you're a runner like my dad was a big runner. Um, mm-hmm. It there's a thing called like the runner zone uh-huh. where once you start it and you're there, you don't feel it anymore. You're yeah, just, and you're just in it and you just go into the zone. So yeah. it takes a good like five ten minutes for me to get into that zone. Right, like for at first I'm like God yeah. damn it, but then once I get into that zone, I start breaking that sweat. I'm just like all right, and I well, start I the <laughs> yeah. So. Right, exactly. and then afterwards you get this good endorphin rush like you feel good. It is. Some shit. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you. I was like, so wait a minute. Uh-huh. And like, I can't always run it all the way through because I broke my leg when I was 17, so I can't run okay. it all the way through. So I'll do the power walk through it and then run it again and I'll, I'll stop and then come back to it. But I'm always like a off and on, but it's always at least three and a half to, to almost four miles. I'm right. Four, yeah. Which is so good. Yeah. Which I'm like, thank you. At least I'm, I'm trying to live. Yeah. yeah. Just a little bit. Exactly. Just a little bit every yeah. day. Um, so where do you see a career in the next five years? What's what's the goals? For right um, so for right now, um, I'm currently signed to a promotion called Line Fight. Okay. Um, so I'm uh, you know I'm like signed to like a, a, a deal where I, like I have to fight a certain amount of times for them. Mm-hmm. So right now, the next goal for me is uh, fight. It's not confirmed yet, but um, I'm like 100% sure that it is going to get confirmed once I get the contract and sign it and send it back on mm-hmm. November 3rd in uh, Los Angeles. Okay. Um, at, I forgot what the name of the venue is, but um, it's going to be out there. Um, so my focus for that is for next, you know, for, for right now is that fight. Right. Then after that, um, they want to give me a title shot for the uh, Lion Fight belt, mm-hmm. um, which I'm super excited about because, you know, yeah. to become a, 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 a pro, uh, um, you know, a, a champion, as right. a pro, it, it's, it's for me, it's like a big a big thing, you know. I mean, I, sure. like I said, like, I've had titles as an amateur, you know, two-time world champion, two-time national champion, and like I said, the New York state champion. Right. So I've had some credentials as an amateur, but once I get that pro, that yeah, first pro title, so man, right. a world right. title, I feel like, man, listen, right. I'm, man... Yeah, when that happens, you come back to the show. Yeah, no, nah, for sure, man. Like I said, <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always down to come back. You know, absolutely, and just, absolutely. Know, sit back. Um, but yeah, so for the most part, those were all the questions I have for you. Did you have anything in particular? For um, yeah, definitely. Yes, sir. Definitely got questions. So. What's up, man? What you got? <laughs> so first things first. All right. So uh, were there any other? Oh shit! You know were how there any play? other um, like fighting styles that caught your interest before MMA? Um, or did you study every, did you not study but did you like look at everything before you chose specifically MMA? Um well for me I'm I'm more so into the striking part not so much MMA um okay, which okay. is the reason why I don't have the, the cauliflower ear you know like sure. we were saying because right. we, they grapple a lot they wrestle and yeah. that's how you get that so I don't really do it for really, really any of that, but I I do train at an MMA gym where like I'm around it all the time. Which so is good, right, you right. Have that, you have that 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 training. You have that eye for it. Exactly right. So um for me like it's just boxing. Like you know when I was a kid, you know I I used to always want to get into boxing and, and like I never did. I never asked my parents because I was like man they're not gonna let me do that and. I always was like intrigued by it. I always wanted to become a champion, and you know, even I was like five, six years old, and I never, I never really pursued it, um, which is now a big regret. I'm like, damn, I should have been doing this, you know. But everything, like I've learned in life, that everything comes at the right time, so you can't really, you can't really stress things like that. So I just let it, you know, let it be. Um, but nah, it's just uh, boxing is really what I, what I, um, what I really wanted to do, like what I, what really caught my so, interest. Right, but you know, I couldn't. I didn't really know much about like the the you know the scenery and the you know the the boxing world at the time, so yeah. I didn't know where to go for that. So I ended up at the MMA gym, and that's when I started getting into what I do now. You know. So it's, so it's funny. Like this story, I'm gonna tell you before we started recording. Uh-huh. So um, it was a point in time where like I was like homeless in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know anyone out there. I just like packed my shit from here and took the bus up there right. and just lived up there. Mm-hmm. So um. The first two weeks of me being out there, like, I had to learn the area. Because I was in the city of York, Pennsylvania. Like, it was like, you know, it was like here almost. Mm-hmm. Being in the city city. And I don't know anyone out there. I'm just out there. So, like, I would, like, walk around certain times of the night. Mm-hmm. Look around stuff. So, I used to start to stand at this laundromat. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, 24-hour laundromat. I used to stay there. Like, probably about 9.30, 10 o'clock. 
once it started getting dark, I would make my way to the laundry bag with my bags and shit like that. Right. Bring my shit in there, just sitting there all night on my laptop making mm-hmm. beats. Right. So, I say like this, like I say like after I say probably about like four weeks of me being in there, just consistently being in there. A guy one day walks up to me, who's in there. He's like, um, he's like, I see you in my laundry bag all the time. So he says, I see you in my laundry bag. So I'm thinking like, oh, it's the owner. Mm-hmm. So he does tell me he owns the laundry bag and shit like that. He's right. like, yeah, this is my laundry bag. Um, he said, like, I don't have a problem with you being here. He said, but I want to know why you're here. And of course, I don't know this guy, so I'm trying to play the hard-ass role. Like, sure. I'm, I'm good. Right. But he's like, stop lying. Like, he said, you can't, you can't, no, don't bullshit me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to help you. Right. He said, I, I, know, I know people that's in your position. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I told him and stuff like that. He brought me into this back room inside the laundry bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this motherfucker had basically an apartment set up in the back of the laundry bag. Oh, damn. TV, fridge, shower area, mm-hmm. desk, computer, another computer that was like monitoring and laundry bag and all that type of shit. But then he had training equipment and shit, too. Okay. So, he's like, you know, you could use this, you could use this area. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, look, come here, you need to be here, 930 sharp. Like, he had a timeline, like, 930 sharp or probably... 925 I should see you out front of here already mm-hmm. like ready to come in so like after over a certain probably over like two months I started like staying there at nighttime I just go over there he let me shower I could wash my clothes free mm-hmm. but then one day he woke me up early as shit in the morning and he was like he just asked me like you know how to defend yourself mm-hmm. and I was like yeah like being hard as shit then yeah. yeah I know how to defend right. myself he was like let's be real like do you know how to defend yourself right. like, he said do you know where you are right now like mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I know how to defend myself. He was like, he said, okay, well, I'll see about that. So he said, well, um, 8.30, he said, I'll need you here. Nine, I'll need you here an hour early. Mm-hmm. Come here early. So I showed up. This man taught me, the first thing he ever taught me was how to use nunchucks. Mm-hmm. This guy was a third degree black belt. Uh, I think he had legitimate championships in MMA. He had mm-hmm. championships in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. So it was, you never knew, if you saw this man, you would never know. That he had these this shit behind him, back. Right, 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 right. But um, he started. The first thing he taught me is how to use fucking nunchucks. <laughs> so he told me how to use nunchucks. Uh-huh. You remember the nunchucks? I remember nunchucks. He told me how to use nunchucks. I have a pet. Nunchucks probably got my favorite weapon of all mm-hmm. time. So he actually taught me how to use them. Like I'm deadly with them. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> very deadly. That's like, what's up. I never yeah. learned how to use those. Yeah. <laughs> he, he told me how to use them. And he told me how to use the nunchucks first. He was like, "Well, look, um, I want to start teaching you some other stuff." So he started training me, like, you know, under the table training me. Um, he trained me a, a very little bit in, in jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. But he trained me in some, some uh, Muay Thai, a little bit of Muay Thai, mm-hmm. some jiu-jitsu. He trained me in just straight boxing mm-hmm. techniques and stuff like that. But he, okay. this was over a course of, like, two years. He mm-hmm. trained me, like, consistently. That's what's up, man. And he was like, you know, the goal is not to use this stuff intentionally. Exactly. He said, you are defending, but offensively defending yourself. Yep, yep. So I was like, okay, that makes sense, you know. But, you know, luckily I never got into a real life yeah. altercation altercation where I actually deal, deal with that shit. And that's the same thing with me. Like, ever since I started training, you know, yeah. I told you guys I used to get in a lot of fights and stuff like that. Yeah. Now was like... I've never gotten into a street fight or anything like that. You'll be fighting you in the ring. Right. Yeah. Because so like, it gives you a different kind of confidence it does. when you walk it, in the a, room. A, a confidence and discipline. Exactly. That's what I didn't have when I was younger. younger when I was younger, I was like... this When, it, when this was happening, I was probably like... 13, 14 years okay. old. So okay. I was young learning this mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. So I did in my head feel like, oh shit, I'm untouchable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, the average man in the street won't know that I carry two pair of nunchucks in my book bag. <laughs> they could really bust his ass. And really, but I still, I, but I know how to use these too. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, I could do this, but I could do this too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what he did, one of the main values that he taught me, moral, I should say, is like, you know, don't ever go with a mind frame of I already did it. Right. You right, know, right, right. come you never know what you could expect. He mm-hmm. he told me for the longer time. He was like, Yeah, you got you 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 go with the nunchucks now, but this man, this random guy that could be in the street can still bust your ass if he grabbed one of them shits at the right time. Mm-hmm. Feel me? So that that chick did take a spin on me. I'm like, okay, you're right. So it was like anything can happen. Right. He exactly. said you just have to be mentally it's discipline. You have mm-hmm. to tell you have to already go with the mind frame of, all right. You know, I'm I'm coming here to win, but I'm also not coming here to lose. Yeah, exactly. But if I do lose, 
Mm. I'll accept it and learn from it. Yeah, learn from it. Yeah. You know, but it, it definitely, I don't know, it like, I, so I, I understand the mind frame that you have. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's that's not a that's not an easy thing for everyone to fathom. Like, yeah. you can't tell a, a person in the street who hasn't had that discipline in his life, who hasn't had that training. Mm-hmm. You no, know, all right, you you know, you can't tell him those things. He'll look at you like, well, if I got this gun on me, yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, if I got this gun, gun don't change anything, man. Listen, I. I just, Someone pull out a gun on me, I'm like, hey man, you, you got, got it. You got you it. It's real shit. I'm not, I'm not untouchable. You feel me? Because yeah, like, you know, how many people like I'm like I'm like my dad used to always tell me back back in the eighties, seventies and eighties, that was a time of you gonna get this ass whooping with these hands. We're gonna yeah, shoot yeah. the fair one. And that's it. We're gonna shake hands and we don't even gotta talk ever again. Yeah. We don't gotta dab each other, we don't gotta say what's up, we don't gotta look at each other. Yeah. But after this fight, there should be nothing else of this. Yeah. Talking this never existed after the fight was over. Yeah. It's just like every time y'all see each other, hitting up, mutual, keep it moving. Y'all fought it, y'all fought it out, that shit's that over. Shit ain't like that no more. Nah, <laughs> now you got 13 year olds running around with the hammer. Like, yeah. I'ma shoot you. Like, mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> Nah, man, listen, it's crazy these days, man. That's why, like, a lot of the time, like I said, I, I avoid certain situations. Like, I come into a spot and I, I don't go out there looking for trouble. I just basically just carry myself the way that I carry myself in the gym, you know? And mm-hmm. and it, it, I've, I've been good, you know, ever since then. I haven't gotten any type of trouble. I've been good, you know, and I plan to keep it that way, too, you know? Um, exactly. But, yeah, no, it definitely gives you that confidence and it, uh, it also... Um, Teaches you to like walk away from certain situations, which yeah. I've had Being for a sure. Man. Time, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. But look, we gonna wrap it up. Let's right? do because, it. Because I know you got a whole five mile. <laughs> five miles. You don't say you got a whole five mile. I want you to be out there dumbly because it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Um. But as always, as we end every show, fear, false evidence appearing real. Rick took a dream, took a passion, and said, "Look, this is how I'm gonna give back," and realized that nothing was gonna stop. Exactly. Everything that he was gonna make was gonna be real and was gonna do what he gotta do. So we appreciate you for that. Yeah. I'm glad you had a good time though. No, I did, man. Like, awesome like that makes here. that yeah. makes me happy. Like um we always talk about why the show got created and it got created just because people need to have a voice. Like it's I remember being an underdog and know how that feels, mm-hmm. even in hip hop and just being like, Look, this will be my voice, this will be my platform, this will be my legacy. So right. I, I see what y'all doing out here and I'm like, look, let's all do this together. To make this happen, you feel what I'm saying to you? But once again, I am your boy, Young Smooth. I'm a big, and this is the kickstand.